Well, hello there, and welcome to Stories of Faith and Hope, the podcast that inspires your faith and gives you reason to hope. You know, I've been married to my wife, Chelsea, for just over a year now. We just celebrated our first anniversary, and something that a lot of people told us as we were getting ready to get married and and shortly after our marriage even is that the first year of marriage is the hardest, that it's going to be difficult trying to meld two lives together and... I don't know. My wife and I, we were just talking about this recently. It honestly has been the best year of both of our lives. It's just been an incredible experience. And and maybe it's just because I have a, <laughs> a, a good wife and, and I'm very blessed with that. Maybe that's it. But you know, I was reading an article that was in Time Magazine last year, and it was actually saying that men are typically happier in a marriage relationship than the woman is. In fact, (laughs) according to research, the average married woman is less happy than the average married man, less happy than single women, less convinced that married people are happier than single people, and more likely to file for divorce. So I guess it goes to say that I would be happy in the relationship. (laughs) But I think my wife is happy too, and I I think our relationship defies those odds. And that's something I'm very blessed to have is a wife who is happy, who loves me. And more importantly, a wife who contributes to my ministry and joins me. And and she's more of a ministry partner. And I really love that about her. And so today, the episode that we have for you is an interview with my wife, Chelsea Sutherland. And uh, we did this shortly after the interview that we did with me that you heard last week. And so I'd like you to get to know her a little bit. And I think you'll agree that I am one blessed man. Here's my interview with Chelsea. I was born in Southern California area near, we'll say near Los Angeles. I was, I actually lived about an hour and a half outside of the city, uh, but grew up there for about half of my young years. At 11 years old, moved up north to Napa Valley and enjoyed the vineyards and the beautiful area up there. It's gorgeous. And from there, then moved here to good old Tennessee. Can you name the name where you were born? I can. San Bernardino. San Bernardino. It's not a pretty pretty city, though, unfortunately. But no. it's home in, in a way, so it's, it's good yeah. to me. It's pretty to me. Because <laughs> I spent a little time there myself. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was, I was trying to remember. I thought you had, and so yeah. you probably know the area better than I do, Dr. Henderson. <laughs> you lived in Loma Linda area, right? Well, I went to Loma Linda to get my medical training right. Uh, That's right. I grew up actually in Washington State. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And I'm a West Coast person too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, so am I. As, as you remember, I'm from Alaska, so right. all three of us are misplaced Westerners, I guess. <laughs> but does that count as West Coast? Alaska? <laughs> well, not really. It's, yeah. it's its own thing, isn't it? <laughs> so uh, you grew up in California. Um, did you, you, well, you were born in Southern California. You said you moved up to Northern California. Um, what, what area were you from there? In Northern California, um, I lived in 
inward from the Bay Area, so not quite on the coast, but um, like I was saying, I lived in the valley, um, the wine country actually, which is kind of ironic. Mm -hmm. um, but I, Been there. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, but it's a beautiful, beautiful area. There's vineyard after vineyard. And, you know, living there for several years, I kind of lost the... Mm, let's say, let's say I, I took advantage of the beauty there and it, it yeah. wouldn't bring, I wouldn't be reminded of it until visitors would come and say, this area is gorgeous. And then I'd kind of look up and say, you're right, it is. Yeah. And I, I live here. I go to school here. Uh, there's lots of different, different places to visit. There's many redwood parks, um, with those beautiful tall trees. You could go to All the right. beach and enjoy the sand, the the breeze, you don't want to get in the water up there, it's too cold, but you can enjoy the scenery. It's too cold on the whole coast oh, out is. there. It is. It really is. Yeah. It's, it's a big difference from Florida and, and the places oh, that we yeah. have here. It's so much warmer in the mm -hmm. water. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. You've got to be really brave to get in the water out there. Wetsuits is the <laughs> only way you can stand it. Wetsuit on, all right. Right. Uh, so Chelsea, had you ever been out east before, before coming out here, or did you pretty much spend all your time in California, or? Minus one year of my life, I spent all in California. When I was about five, my family had to move from California to Ohio, where my dad got a job as a surveyor. And during that year, we lived in Ohio, in Arkansas, in... Uh, Texas for a little while in Mexico. We moved down, lived there for a couple months with my family. So wait, why did you move to Mexico? So my dad is Mexican. He immigrated okay. um, in the 80s and met my mom um, and stayed. <laughs> um, so most of my family is um, still lives in Mexico. Um, okay. So we would go down there and visit them as often as we could. And that was one time that we ended up staying yeah. with my grandparents while we were trying to figure out where to go. During my senior year at Walla Walla, I was a biology major. Uh-huh. And 24 of us spent three months in Mexico wow. on a biology field trip. Wonderful. That was an exciting experience. We really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. Went from border to border and coast to coast. Wow. wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's wow. a it's a uh, a wonderful culture. I really appreciate that side of my heritage and being able to live in that. I have a lot of fond memories. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, if I remember right, now that you bring that up, I think my grandfather did that as well. He went down to uh, Mexico during during his college. I think he took a year off, though. And I don't know if it was biology-related. That was his major. Yeah. Um, or if it was a mission-related. I honestly forget. But I think he spent a year in Mexico as well when, when he was in college. Very yeah. cool. So. Awesome. Yeah, we were there January, February, March. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Collecting specimens and... We camped out most of the time, except mm -hmm. for five days in Mexico City. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> Which was quite an experience. Yeah, that, <laughs> I can I, imagine. Probably not camp in Mexico City, huh? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mexico is a place I still need to get to. One of these days. Well, let me ask you a question. Were you born into a Christian home? Yes. That's a wonderful question. Yes. I was. Um, my I am second second generation Seventh Day Adventist, which is within that Christian um, religion. And growing up, I indeed was very blessed to be taught with a lot of strong morals and values that I thank God was 
presented to me in a way that I didn't feel, I didn't get the wrong representation of God, let's say. Mm -hmm. I, I grew up knowing that he is my friend, that he is my protector. And through that, I had a desire to, to know, know him more and mm -hmm. start a lifelong relationship with him. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a because blessing. Because I, uh, I was born into an Adventist home. Uh, they were both first-generation Adventists. <laughs> they both uh, had been baptized when they were... Well, my father was uh, academy age, and my mother was adult age. Wow. Yeah, wow. when she... Uh, she was brought up a Lutheran, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. born in Norway. Oh, wow, oh, yeah. I didn't know that. So that was the religion that everybody was there in Norway, essentially, at the time. Okay. Mm. But uh, they both had been baptized, and uh, I grew up as an Adventist in an Adventist home. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I told someone, uh, I may have said it on this program, I'm not sure, but it was a home where the word Lord and God and Savior were only said in reverence. Mm -hmm. And that's the only way that I ever knew those words were used. Uh -huh. Wow. Uh -huh. You know? Wow. And it makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. It does. It mm -hmm. does. Yeah. Yes. My, my dad grew up Catholic for mm -hmm. a lot of his younger years. And that's typical from Mexico. It is, yeah, right. right. The majority right. is majority of the population is Catholic. Right. Um, and something that I appreciated that he definitely used in in raising my siblings and I mm -hmm. was that his picture of of service to God wasn't on that personal relationship side. He hadn't learned that yet. Yeah. And um, and when he got to the point that he did. Uh, it was a huge life changer for him, and yeah. he uses that to to drive him in his daily life every day, um, and that's something that I really appreciate from from being raised by someone like him. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's did, a blessing. Did you go to uh, the Adventist schools in? You know, I actually time? I actually didn't. I lived around um, several of them, and I knew a lot of my friends did, but I was actually homeschooled. Oh, and I yeah. uh, was homeschooled from that's great kindergarten to high school, which made college a little bit of a culture shock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that was actually one of the uh, one of the ways that we connected when we first met is because I also was homeschooled all the way up until college. So okay, it was yeah. So that we hadn't was, met too many others that had done that. So that was my next question: was how did you two meet? <laughs> <laughs> well, we were both um, working. We were. At at, we were counselors at a summer camp in Arizona, Camp Yava Pines. Okay. And uh, so we both happened to be there that summer, random place in the middle of the country. But yeah. uh, but we were both there that summer, and uh, we were working in the same um, area before summer camp started during camp meeting. We were both working in the primary division, and uh, so got to know each other there and then carried on into summer camp, and we've been dating unofficially or officially pretty much ever since. Yeah, <laughs> very good. Yes, it was you a know, good experience. It's interesting how God has a plan. He does, yes. To get the right people together at the right time. Absolutely. And you know, yeah. people, when they ask me, from this area especially, because I, the first thing that's you know very obvious is I don't have an accent. So I, it seems yeah. like I'm not from here. And so right. then I say where I'm from. 
And then they ask me why I'm here, and I kind of go into a very brief explanation of that. But the more the questions they ask, the more states I throw into it. Because they ask me where my husband is from. And then they ask me where we met. And then they ask me where I moved from and where he moved from. Anyway, I bring all these states into this conversation. Yeah. But, you know, every time I say it, it just reminds me of how unlikely and unplanned this whole story played out. Yeah. That we would meet at summer camp that honestly neither of us had expected to go to. Mm -hmm. I wasn't planning on going that summer, and the only way he found out was through a friend. Yeah. That told him, "Hey, you should you should just come and you should work this summer." Um, moreover, neither of us were looking for a relationship at that time, so we were very unaware <laughs> yeah. of each other. Um, and I think God just kind of—he—it's just a, a subtle reminder: trust me, trust yeah. me with your life. Yeah. And I will do something even greater than you could you could plan. And it was just a huge a huge blessing, and it was very exciting. Yeah. Now, when you were in the Napa Valley area, which is so beautiful, I really agree mm -hmm. with you there. Been up there and uh, to the college, mm -hmm. and, Pacific Union uh, College. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the hospital and mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. In fact, my wife's niece was one of the nurses at the hospital. Really? Yeah. Wonderful. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, did you go to PUC? I did. I did. Yeah. I attended Pacific Union College. Um, yeah. It's a really uh, a small a small college when you put it into the context of state university or states or state oh, colleges. Yeah. But um, it, I really enjoyed my experience there. Um, I think something that helped a lot too is I was able to go to college with my sister. And oh, we yeah. had uh, been through school together for all of our school years and was finally able to make that next step to go into our careers. And we went to separate paths. I went into nursing. My sister is an environmental studies major, so okay. nature conservation, basically. Um, yeah. And, um, and yeah, it was. I really enjoyed my, my few years at PUC. Yeah. Did you get your RN then? I did. I did. I got okay. my RN. I uh, finished in December of 2016 and got my first job working here at the Lawrenceburg uh, Hospital here, um, right. what was known as Crockett Hospital, and have been really enjoying. Southern Tennessee Regional something. I know, yes. S-T-R-H-S. <laughs> <laughs> it's too long to remember. Mouth around that one, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's interesting because that's how I met my wife. Is she's an RN and mm -hmm. was in nursing school out at Glendale. Mm -hmm. That's and, right. Uh, I was a medical student. Uh, and we, at the time that I took medicine, it was a split campus. We spent two years at Loma Linda and then two years in Los Angeles. Okay. Mm. So uh -huh. this was during my two years in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. that, um, mm -hmm. The girls, the ladies <laughs> from the Glendale School of Nursing were the ones that we thought were the best. <laughs> so well, there you go. Anytime we had a chance to uh, go to one of their picnics or whatever it was, we were there, you know. Oh. There were several of us single guys still. <laughs> and you scored. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it was interesting. She remembers this more than I do. But the time I, I first recall even knowing who she was was out at uh, the Santa Monica Beach mm. playing volleyball. And she accused me of being one of these hogs on the court. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess I probably was. Anyway, the ball was coming towards her, and I decided that I needed to get that ball. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. So I went over there and scratched her nose and oh, got yeah. a. It made it bleed. 
And she remembers that for sure. But I was with one of her classmates at the time. Oh, okay. Yeah. That is too funny. And then uh, a few weeks later, uh, they were going up to Lake Arrowhead. A group mm-hmm. of us were. Mm-hmm. And the girl that I had been with out at the uh, beach was supposed to uh, be up there with me. And so when they came to pick me up, I opened the door and she wasn't there. Here was Barbara. (laughs) And that's how our relationship first began. So that weekend, we hit it off so well that it it was Barbara from then on. (laughs) Wow. So it's very interesting how things happen, you know. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, we're about out of time. Yeah, Um, I'm afraid so. (laughs) So, Chelsea, now that you're here in Tennessee, you're a pastor's wife, you're a nurse, what are you looking forward to? Um, How do you see kind of the next few years going? Well, you know, um, just with the little story earlier in how God works things out that I don't expect, I think the thing that I'm looking forward to the most is the adventure that I'm on with him. Mm -hmm. Because he can do better things than I could ever plan. And just being able to trust him makes me worry much less. And something just is in store that's better. Amen, amen. And there you go. That was my interview with Chelsea Sutherland. I really hope that you enjoyed that as much as I enjoyed interviewing her. And you have to admit that I am definitely one blessed man. The interview that I'm going to share with you next week is one that I am really excited for you to hear. It's the story of David Gearhart. I got to know him because he recently started attending the church that I pastor, and he has an intense testimony. He has so many stories, and and just the way that God has protected him through the years, I know that he has a plan for David's life. Here is a sample of next week's interview. I can remember the a noise. I was I was off in the toys. You know how little boys do. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be off looking at clothes with their Right. So I would run off was looking in the toys and I heard tap tap tap. I heard the gra- the glass break. Mm. And I walked out in the uh this was in the Kmart. I walked out in the uh aisle and really got ran over by mm. a crowd of people trying mm-hmm. to get out of there. Mm-hmm. And I can remember standing up and looking down the aisle and I, I could see the, the gunman and these two older ladies. I told you that he had an intense story. And this one is only one of the many stories he told during the 15 minutes that we spoke of God's deliverance and protection and safety. Well, thank you so much for listening to Stories of Faith and Hope. I hope that if you enjoyed this, you will go to iTunes, leave us a review, give us a five-star rating. That would be wonderful. And I look forward to talking to you again next week. And until then, have faith and hope. God bless.